Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy day. We are here. Midnight Prayer Watch is officially live tonight. We are so excited that you have decided to join us this evening. Oh my goodness. I'm so honored to be your humble host one more again. This is Delta coming at you on Midnight Prayer Watch Live. We are in position, y'all. I am so just hyped right now that I have to start us off with inviting in Abba. Because I, I know this prayer point tonight is a heavy, heavy, heavy subject. And we are in position to be able to really stir up the Lord this evening. So I just want to start us off by getting us into the presence of the Holy One. So let us enter the Holy of Holies, y'all. We we have to make time for this. I'm going to start us off. And then we are going to go in tonight. So let's invite Abba into this space because definitely have felt his presence and just needing him and just continuing to just ask him to be a part of everything that we have. So let's start it off, y'all. Father, we are in such a humbling place, Lord. And we just ask for you to have your way this evening going into the new day, Father. Have your way. We invite you into this virtual space, Lord. We know that you are the one that frustrates the crafty. Father, you are the one that turns the wicked upside down. And so, Lord, as people's hearts are changing, as people's minds are being renewed this season, Lord, I just ask that you would come in like a flood, Father. Come in so that you are undeniably recognized and undeniably known in this season, Lord, where healing is on everybody's top of the list. Where healing, Father God, in so many different ways, shapes, and forms is being sold to people in a counterfeit way, but if they would only know that you are the one true source of restoration, you are the one true source of healing and wholeness, Father, you said that you would come back and complete the work that you started inside of us. Lord, I just invite you into this space right here, this platform that you have blessed us with at Midnight Prayer Watch to have an opportunity to share and spread your truth and your light, Father God. We know that you, Jesus, are the one way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to you, comes to the Father, but through you, Father. So we just create that space, Father, for everyone to see that this is your season of healing. This is your season of taking back authority, taking back anything that the devil stole. And so we ask, Lord, that you would just meet us right now. Stir up, Father God, and come down and bow down heavens like never before so you can touch your sons and daughters, Father, in a way that creates miracles, signs, and wonders. We know in our hands, it's only natural, but in your hands, Father God, it is supernatural, Father. 
And so we ask for a supernatural awakening to take place in everyone's hearts and minds and souls and that nothing could be denied but your spirit, Father God. Nothing would be denied in your eyes and your sight, Lord. We ask for you to come in, Father, take hold of this time. Take hold of my tongue, Lord. Take hold of my flesh, Father. I crucify it right now to you into your hands. I commit my spirit. Have your way in me today, Lord, and allow your will to be done and not my will, Father, for your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts, Lord. I ask these things in your precious, powerful name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Woo! Yes, we had to get it started off right, everybody. Like, are y'all feeling Holy Spirit just stirring up inside of you? It is on and popping. We have to get into prayer. This is why we are here. This is why Midnight Prayer Watch is manifested in this season. We are in a completely humbled, transparent, just uh, just out in front of y'all, like, like we are, are in a place of just brokenness, brokenness for healing. That's where we're at. So I want to get into our intercessory prayer um, just to really move into this healing uh, topic and prayer point that Holy Spirit has placed on our hearts for this week. Um, and then also anybody else that has any prayer requests, feel free to add them to the chat or to join us live. Okay, so, whoo, Lord. Father, there's just been so much movement that you have already done in the spirit this evening, going into the new day, Lord. Oh, we are just so grateful for your presence, Father, that stirs us up and that you are being stirred up even now as we are making our requests made known to you, Father God, and not being anxious for anything. And Lord, I just thank you that you are in our hearts, that you are ever present with us, and that we don't need to call you down, Father God, that we don't need to ask you to enter into any room, but that we just need to come into agreement with the fact that you are inside of us that you abide in us and we abide in you and wherever we go, Father God, you are with us. And Lord, we know that there's so much power in unity. There's so much power in standing in agreement with each other, Lord. You said it in your word that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you shall be in the midst of them. And so Father, we thank you that we can come into agreement, Father God, with each other and know that you are moving in our midst, Father. We know that in the spirit, we are in agreement that you are moving like never before, Father God, by just our faithfulness and walking in unity and walking in community with each other and standing to support one another in all of the tactics and all of the plots and the ploys and the schemes that the enemy is trying to depress us in. Lord, we just uplift your sons and daughters that are in a state of uncertainty that are being persuaded by the enemy, that there is no better outcome for them, Father. We are just so humbled, Lord, that you have given us an opportunity to, to speak life over your sons and daughters, to use our tongue, Father God, 
to speak life and not death, Lord. And we use our tongue, Lord, to continue to um, lift up your name, Father God, that your name will be glorified and magnified in this season like never before, Father. We ask, Father, that you would just touch your sons and daughters that are in a state of agreement with the enemy's deception and trickery. Father, we know the devil is called the accuser of the brethren. And so right now we counteract that accusation, Father, with your light. For we know that where your light is, there's no communion with darkness, Father. And that we know in your light, Father God, there is truth and there's your spirit. And there can be no mixing of dark with light, Father God, but that light casts out all darkness, Lord. So we tell that accuser to reverse their assignment right now in the name of Jesus. We demand right now that any campaign, any plot, plan, ploy, or scheme that the enemy has applied to our lives, Father God, is reversed right now in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. And we demand that every accuser that has our name in their mouths, every accuser that has ever condemned us, every accuser that has ever brought shame to our reputation or slandered our character right now, Father God, is 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 condemned by the righteous condemnation that you have given us as you said in your word no weapon formed against us shall prosper and any tongue or anyone that uh, rides our name in judgment we shall condemn father god and we loose that right now we loose lord what your word says and we know that your word is is truth your word is the only truth father god that there is no um, truth that is subjective, Father, but that there is one truth that we believe in, Lord, and that is that you are not a man that you should lie, nor a son of man that you should repent, Father. Will we not understand that you will do what you said you would do, Lord? We thank you. We thank you for your promises, Father, and we uplift, Lord, anyone that is brokenhearted in this season, Father. Anyone that is in a place of deep hurt, deep wounds, Lord, that only you know about. Deep wounds, Father, that causes them to put on a facade when they're in front of others because they don't want them to even catch a glimpse of what that hurt is doing inside of them. Oh, Lord, we uplift your sons and daughters right now that feel like there is no hope this season, that feels like there is no way out that feels like there is no other alternative, Father, but to turn away from you. Father, we just uplift your sons and daughters, Lord, because we know, Father, that you heal the brokenhearted and you bind up our wounds, Father. And we all have hurts. We all have pains. We all have wounds, Father. But we declare and decree that those wounds are turning into scars right now, that they have been healed, and those scars remind us of where we came from, where you delivered us from, Father God, but that those scars, Father, are no longer open. Those scars are no longer a place to become more wider for the enemy to grab hold of, Father God, that those scars, Lord, are only there to represent the fact that you have taken up all of our sins, 
all of our iniquities, all of our illness, sickness, and diseases on the cross, Father. You still have your scars to remind us that you died and you came back. You rose again so that we would be whole. We would be made whole and and right standing with you, Abba, one more again. Lord, I thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, our healer, and that you grant us deliverance from our wounds. You grant us deliverance from any area, from any demon, from any devil that's trying to pull us down, from anything that we have knowingly or unknowingly come into agreement with that was not from you. Father, you are our deliverer. And you said, Lord, that deliverance is the children's bread. And so we eat from the manna of heaven tonight, Father. And we make sure that we are eating the diet that you have given us, Lord, because we know, Father, that you are for our good and not for our disaster. And I just thank you, Lord, that in this season of um, of, of false positive tragedy <laughs> in this season of, of deception and trickery and mischief that the enemy is creating fear around, that you are still who you said you are, Father God, that you are never changing, you are never failing. And Father, that your promises for us are positive. Yes and amen, they do not detract from us but they add from us, they add to us rather. And I thank you, Lord, that as a positive father, as one that adds and not subtracts, that we can continue to strive toward the mark of the high calling that you have placed on our hearts and given us an opportunity to be in this space, given us the resources to be able to just let your word be made known, Father. Continue to wash us in the word, Lord, and protect us from any attackers, protect us from any naysayers, Father, that would try to pull us down, that would try to stop us from moving where we know our heart is being tugged to move towards, and that's back to you, Lord. Father, I ask these things in your mighty, matchless, powerful name, Jesus, we pray and we believe. Amen. I am in a place where... Holy Spirit is just telling me that there are things that I feel like I need to focus on and just to have a, a real transparent moment with everybody that um, it's just it's just a, an, an opportunity for me. And this is just being completely real with y'all. Like I tell y'all, we walk through this together. And I'm, I am honestly saying that this is not from a place of just um, wanting to be approachable. This is absolutely my life story that I am just continuing to put down that um, high mindedness, that puffed up, um, that puffed up wanting to know that things are moving well and that that people are being touched. And the Holy Spirit is dealing with me in a different way this season, saying, "Listen, I got this. <laughs> ain't, ain't no matter." Ain't, ain't no amount of people that need to be, I got this. You sit back and be used. You don't have to do none of the driving. So I just want you all to just know that it is, it is my most humble opportunity 
and being able to come to you and, and to, to have these moments and, and know that that at the end of the day, I am decreasing and the Lord is increasing. And so we were talking about um, as we began the prayer watch that anybody had joined a little bit late, we had to open up in prayer because Holy Spirit was like, this is this is something that we need to get. We need to set the stage for because it's such a hard season for so many people. And it's not to belabor the point and make people feel bad and make people feel like, oh, it's not hard for me. I'm good. What's going on with y'all? It's, it's really just to be honest and open about that people are dealing with things. And if you're one of those people, I am with you in the most um, powerful way I can be with you as a fellow believer, or even just as someone that is concerned about your uh, about your soul or where you are going after uh, eternity comes. So one of the things that really Holy Spirit put on me for this particular prayer watch was just talking about my story. And so I wanted to just open up into a little bit um more transparency about my testimony. So it has to do with our prayer point tonight as we talk about healing. And I have been in a position of um, just trying to keep it real with y'all. So I'm going to continue to do that. So pray for me. Keep me in your prayers as I try to make this plain for everybody. So uh, as a very young woman, um, when I was 24, my father took his life by um, gunshot wound to his head. And that was probably the most devastating circumstance that I've ever endured. Uh, and I am still enduring today. And that's the, that's the part where um, I have been feeling led to just go in for all of us that these deep hurts and deep pains don't stop. <laughs> they they don't just go away. You don't just get to a finish line and say, "Oh, I'm done with that." No, those, those that's a very big misconception um, for anyone that may be in a place where you haven't had to um, thankfully go through something that's devastating. It's not to trade devastation stories, but um, from my seat as someone that has walked through that type of tragedy in my life. Um, it was so just, it was hard. <laughs> it is hard. And um, as a young child, just really honoring her father, being a daddy's girl to the empty power, um, seeking uh, his approval and his validation, looking at him like he was a superhero. I was remembering this the other day. I used to think that my dad was Will Smith from Fresh Miss of Bel-Air because he was so cool. And I was like, and my dad, um, his nickname was Will. So I was like, oh, I know what he's doing when he's leaving to go to work. He's going to take Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then I'd be looking at Fresh Prince of Bel-Air like, yeah, that's my dad. That's my dad. I had no semblance of age gap determination and that 
at Will's age, there's no way he could have been my father. But it was just something that I had manifested in my mind as how cool my dad was. He had to be Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because that dude was cool. I mean, you know, he always had the fly fits on. He was always, you know, the popular one in school. And he was very handsome like my dad. So um, just being a, a young girl growing up with her father, who, by the way, um, raised me as a single parent for um, uh, quite a majority of my life growing up from childhood through high school when I'm, before I moved out. It was just, when he took his life, I'm telling y'all, it was like I did something wrong. I must not have been a good enough daughter for him to want to stay here. I must not have been in contact with him enough or stay connected with him enough to be in a place where he felt like I was worth it to stay alive for to stay around for. Or I was thinking in my head, like, did I not show him that I needed him more so he would know he couldn't leave because he still needed to give me some wisdom. He still needed to impart to me the things I needed to know in order to do life so I wouldn't be in places where I shouldn't be and making dumb mistakes and stupid decisions. It was like so many different things that happened when he took his life. And it just was an immediate shift that took place. And I was in a, in a position where I said, how did this happen to me? And I honestly had not realized that at that juncture in my life, I had a really poor relationship with my heavenly father. And so that turned to, God, how did you take away the only person that really wanted what was best for me? And it turned into anger, to be quite frank. It turned into, like, I was tight with God. Like, really, though? Like, who's going to have my back? I'm only 20-something. I'm only, I'm not even 25 yet. I haven't even hit the like the, the stride of 20s and then able to walk through my youth and be in a place where I know what I'm doing now without having a little bit of guidance along the way. And uh, one of the things that he told me, my father told me before he, um, he passed away, he took his life was that uh, I was doing the college thing. Everybody knows what the college thing is. Um, I was in the, hedonism world where I was fulfilling every pleasure that I wanted without thinking of any consequences. And he was like looking at me, but I didn't know he was seeing me. <laughs> and I remember he told me this thing and I was so upset with him. He said, you are on the path to destruction. And if you don't change your ways, he's like, I'm not going to be able to pull you back from this. And it was interesting because that was a point in my life where I really thought I was doing the thing. Like, I really thought I was that chick and nothing else was going to stop me now. Huh? And, I, and I wasn't, like, thinking about anything but just doing me. I don't know if anybody else has been there, hello, somebody, but I was in that space. And when he said that, I was tight. I was like, you don't know me. And, like, 
I'm a grown, I'm a whole grown woman like that. And um, little did I know that we didn't have much more time left and that I really didn't get a chance to fully see him the way that um, may have been um, some signs that he was struggling with depression and he was struggling with um, some of the things that he struggled with as an alcoholic that was still trying to walk through that healing himself. But it was, it was always something that haunted me that he told me before he wanted um, me to know I was on a path to destruction. And I remember just having this thought like, what was he saying? <laughs> Especially after he passed away and he decided to leave me like, okay, so you just gonna leave me on this path to destruction? Is that what we doing? That's how you treat your daughter? Is that, is that what takes place? And so I was, I mean, it. I'm laughing because now I'm seeing what he was saying. But back then it was such a jarring realization that it made me spiral. So now I'm dealing with the devastation of the loss of my father, who's the apple of my eye, who's a superhero in my eyes, could do no wrong, was always the person that I called when I needed advice and wanted wisdom. And then I started to just like, I'm, I'm in a place of I don't even recognize it. I'm denying that I had been uh, fully traumatized by what has happened to me. And I'm denying that I can, I, I need to take a step back and I need to just sit down and, and just be in the season of mourning. So what did I do? I just threw myself into work threw myself into the workplace, into my career, and I never dealt with those feelings. Not only did I never deal with them, but I never reconciled them back to God. I never went back to him, my heavenly father, who never leaves or forsakes me, and went to him and said, uh, Lord, I don't have this right with you, and I'm not going to be able to be healed or made whole until I get that peace going until I get that piece moving where I didn't even know that even before when my earthly father was still here, I didn't have a good relationship with my heavenly father there. And so when this happened, it was like complete schism, complete uh, a canyon that was made wide open where I just went through depression myself. And I have to be honest with y'all, I was in a place of suicide ideation more than once because I'm in my mind, I'm rationalizing how great my father was. I'm rationalizing how logical a man he was and how if he felt like this was the solution to his problem, then why wouldn't I feel like this could be a solution for me too? So I was getting to into agreement with that spirit of death and I was not going towards healing the way that I should have been going towards healing. I was stuck in first base. And how many of us are stuck in first base? How many of us are saying, we know there's a problem. We know, and we are rationalizing, yes, we need to have healing. Yes, we want it. We want to come into agreement with it. We don't know exactly how we should get out of it, but we are got to first base and we're just cycling in first base. And we're not understanding that what happens is true deliverance needs to take place, that we're just reliving the first initial set of what is taking 
place in our lives that we are just walking through that again and continuing to allow that to be spoken over us. And that becomes our identity. And then when it becomes our identity, we wear it like a badge, like where us being suffering people, us being broken people is something that everybody should know that you can't talk to me like this because I've been through this. You can't say anything about this because you never had this happen to you. Or who are you to tell me what I need to do? Because at this juncture in my life, you don't know me. I've been this. I've been that. I've had this done to me. And now we're in agreement with pain. We are in agreement with brokenness. And that is not what the Lord has said about our identity. He has never called us broken. He has never said my children are to suffer because of me. He said that we are to be made whole, that we have been restored, that we will be fruitful, and that we are in this position and this season, and not because we are we are meant to suffer, not because we are meant to be depressed, or we are meant to be in sickness or illness, or that we are having to endure these things because of of something that he has cooked up he is for our good he is not for our disaster we do all this this stuff is our will and we're all affected by the consequences of our will that's both positive consequences and negative consequences and he's never going to intercept that will but he's going to turn it out for our good that is what he said He will turn those things the enemy meant for evil to our good. And so I want us to just really just sit in this tonight. Like this is just something that I I can't tell you other than my story, what I have experienced when it comes to healing, when it comes to understanding that what you go through and what you've endured is not who you are. It's something that you have to turn to good. The identity is in Christ. And Christ isn't telling you that this hurt and this pain is a badge to wear, that this is not a place where you are to create from. And I know that was something that I I really had to get real with myself when it came to that, because I was definitely someone that was like, Oh, when I feel this pain, I'm going to go in and I'm going to start writing and I'm going to start performing and I'm just going to live in this pain. And this is where my most creative juices come from. And it was like I made an agreement with that hurt. I made an agreement with that that depression that said this is an outcome because of because of this agreement, although I'm I'm behind closed doors crying my eyes out every night and wondering the next day when I had to get up and go to work, like, did I really just do that? Like a completely different person. And, and then I get into a place where I'm like, okay, this night, I don't want to cry, but I'm going to tap into this pain and I'm going to try to use it as an outlet so I can be able to, um, to, to manifest something good from it. And it was, it was not healthy y'all. And it's not saying that there is, healing and acknowledging that things have happened and there's therapy, there is um, uh, counseling, 
and there is um, um, absolute restoration that comes in being able to speak what's taking place to you, but it's living in that. The Lord has not called you to stay there. He's not said that. And that was my deal. I was wanting to stay there because I, I didn't know that there was a way out. And I didn't realize how deeply rooted that wound was that no one could get to that but the father. Nobody, I didn't even know how to get to that but him. And I had to just open up my heart and say, Lord, the caverns that are inside of me, the voids that are there that only you can touch and fill, Father, find them, reveal them, and help me with them, Father, because I don't want to be a victim anymore. I am a victor because that's what you call me as your daughter. I am more than a conqueror. And we all have that giant inside of us. So I want us to understand that it's there. We have to hold on. We have to take hold of it, rather. And it is there for you. And all you got to do is just tap in. And it's by your faith. And what he says in his word, oh, he talks about healing all throughout his word. You think about the centurion servant. We talked about this in previous watches before, where the centurion servant was all the way back at the crib. And the centurion went out and sought out Jesus. And he's like, you know, the centurion, my servant is sick and and obviously I'm paraphrasing, but he's just like, he can't make it out here. Otherwise, he'd be out here to touch you or something because he knew and he heard all of the wonders and the miracles that Jesus was doing. And then he was like, but Lord, I know how powerful you are. And I know if you just say it, that he will be healed. And then what did Jesus say? He said, go your way by your faith, by your belief, your servant will be healed. And when he went back to the crib, he was healed. So can we have that type of faith this season, y'all? Can we have that type of faith this season to know that there is no storm? There is no vaccine. There is no virus that is meant to take us out. That all those things are canceled this season. That the plans and the plots and the ploys that the devil has against our very lives to try to get us to come into agreement with that seed of doubt in our minds, that stronghold that he has set there into motion. All he wants you to do is activate it. It might've been planted in your childhood. It might've been planted in your teenage years. It may be planted right now in your young adulthood or even in your seasonhood. And he just wants you to come into agreement with that little seed of doubt. But can we have that faith? Can we activate that centurion's faith right now that as Jesus said it, his servant was healed and he believed it. And that was what we were holding on to, y'all. And so I want to give us a couple scriptures. I know um, we are being conscious of everybody's time this evening. Uh, But Psalms 147.3, anybody that's brokenhearted along with me, what does he say about us in his word? He heals the brokenhearted and binds up our wounds. So we got to loose that over us. That is another promise the Lord gave us. And everybody knows this one. I know we've been hearing this this season. Second Chronicles 7, 14. The, the prescription, I would say. The scription of what this healing looks like for our land, y'all. Okay. We praying for y'all in Texas. 
Oh my goodness, I done heard so much stuff about what's happening in Texas. I got family in Texas. I'm like, what is going on out there, Lord? What they trying to do? And I'm just saying, y'all, we gotta keep each other uplifted because no telling, ain't no telling what this craftiness the enemy is sending our way. So we gotta make sure if I we stay, we gotta make sure that we continue to invite Father in to keep us covered because he's already given us a secret place under his wings hidden in christ jesus in his shadow to be able to frustrate the crafty and to turn the wicked upside down so here's another one y'all second chronicles 7 14 if my people who are called by my name will what first humble themselves and pray seek my face we talked about that earlier this evening not my hand my face not what i'm doing for you but who i am and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Woo, don't our land need some healing, y'all? The states, Asia, EU, Australia, South America, Central America, Antarctica, all of us. We all need our land to be healed because we know the enemy is working overtime, okay? What is going on? What is happening? We need to continue to pray and know that the healing is there and ask for that covering everybody. So I thank y'all again for just being open to just my testimony, everyone. This is um, not easy for me. I don't think I've had an opportunity to share my testimony in depth with uh, Midnight Prayer Watchers. Um, and I just felt led to uh, come into agreement with Holy Spirit said that needed to be done. So I know that that's going to touch somebody because he said that it was so. And it is so, is what he said. So um, for anyone that has just been tracking with us, even um, not even tonight, but maybe before tonight, and you're like, okay, what is she talking about again? <laughs> and just continuing to go in. Uh, when we're talking about who is this Jesus, what is this healing, what is this forgiveness, I want it all. Yes, and I I want you all to know that he wants it all for you too. And will you just come into agreement in your belief for what he said, because he said you confess it with your mouth and your heart and that it is so. So uh, we always take the time to just have a moment for anyone that's saying, I want to commit my life back to the Lord who saved it for me. And so this is that time, y'all, to recite it from your mouth. Recite it from your mouth, everybody, the salvation prayer. And I'll recite it with you again tonight. So let's recite together. God, I come to you asking for forgiveness. I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, paying the penalty for my sins. And he was raised from the grave and is alive right now. I confess you as Lord over my life. Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. In your name, I pray. Amen. We are so excited. If you are one of those that said this prayer with us this evening, or even if you watch it on a replay, hey, it doesn't matter what time of day. If you said it, then trust me, the angels. The Bible says that 
one person it only takes one person for all of heaven to stop what they're doing and rejoice because that is a moment your name is written in the lamb's book of life and that you have now come into agreement with the things and the riches and glory in heaven and the fact that you are seated in heavenly places with christ jesus whoo we are happy for you it is only just begun and if you are looking to just continue your discipleship walk stay connected with us if this is the beginning of it for you then feel free to reach out to us we can connect you to a number of sources that can get you started that can provide you with additional support community a midnight prayer watch is not just about the actual watch but it's about getting us connected to additional support resources to continue this while we talked about this just now it's not about the first step you got to continue to walk through step two step three step four and like me 10 years later continuing to walk through the step and not take for granted and underestimate that that place that you are once in has an opportunity to come back and the enemy is very clever the devil's been studying us for our whole lives so we have to not underestimate that and make sure that we stay washed in the word and we stay connected as a community of believers and as a community to just move forward and know that we have each other's backs because we can't do this on our own. You got to make sure we do it together. That's how the body works together. You can't have a whole body without members of the body. So stay connected with us, y'all. Blazing down the house like we talking about. Like I said, it's on fire, F-I-Y-A-H. And I just thank y'all again, prayer watchers, for hanging in with us. Y'all stay washed in the word. Stay up and stay alert, y'all, in this season where we all need to hold on to our healing like never before. And remember the promises that the Lord has for us. All right, y'all. Stay alert, stay up, stay washed in the word, y'all.